When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC. When it comes to Bra- to the Bra- when it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And I'll just cut straight to the chase. I feel like for, for the Braves fan base and probably for the Braves themselves, they can't wait till L.A. leaves Atlanta. Unfortunately, the Braves uh, experienced one of their more disappointing performances of the season on Tuesday night after a pretty disappo- disappointing performance on Monday, you know, in which they got a big lead, but unfortunately the Dodgers came back and won the game. The Braves just were not in it on Tuesday. From start to finish, the Dodgers were able to get, you know, take advantage of a few mistakes by the Braves early on on Tuesday and never looked back as the Braves lost 8-1. to one. And that's what stands out in this game was the fact that, you know, a, a miscue by Matt Olson led to a huge hit by Will Smith. That put the Dodgers up 4-1 to one, and the Braves could just not put together, you know, any type of consistent offense. And you have to tip your cap to the Dodgers young pitchers, Gavin Stone on Monday, as well as Bobby Miller on Tuesday, who was impressive in his Major League debut. They did a great job in a tough environment on the road against the quality team in the Braves. They put the Dodgers in a position to win. The Dodgers offense has certainly risen to the occasion as well. And they put together two convincing victories. This is just a series where the Dodgers are beating the Braves. Yes, the Braves are running into some bad luck um, in terms of, you know, their own hits not falling while, you know, the Dodgers are seeing plenty of, of luck when it comes to their balls in play. But right now, the Dodgers have just been playing better baseball over the past two games, and that's why they lead the series two to nothing. Of course, Spencer Strider on the mound. The Braves had to feel confident in this game tonight, you know, hoping that Spencer Strider would be able to put together another excellent performance to be able to get the win against a quality opponent, but it just was not there early. Four total runs allowed through the first two innings, though only two of them were earned. Unfortunately, in the second inning, a miscue by Matt Olson allowed for Will Smith to come to the plate, and that's when Spencer Strider made his biggest mistake of the night, leaving a hanger over the plate that um, Will Smith was able to put into left field for a two-run double, and that put the Dodgers up 4-1. to one. Now, I do think it's commendable, and I do think that that it is a a point of evolution for Spencer Strider. We're continuing to see growth of him, you know, in being a pitcher, in that there have been multiple times, there have been three or four starts this year where Spencer Strider, through the first three or four innings, he'll give up three or four runs. He simply doesn't have his best stuff, but he's able to work through it and still be able to perform for five to six innings. And that's what he did on Tuesday night. Even though he got off to a rough start, he was able to complete four shutout innings. He went six total innings, gave up five hits, 
four total runs, only two were earned, three walks, uh, 11 strikeouts. So Spencer Strider put together a, a decent overall performance. The Braves offense just didn't have it on Tuesday night. But Spencer Strider, something that really stood out about him was him, despite the early struggles, being able to come back and get four shutout innings and put together six innings to give the bullpen a, a little bit of a rest, even though the Dodgers were clearly in command for most of Tuesday evening. Despite the struggles for the Braves, a, a few positives. The one RBI hit once again was off the bat of Austin Riley. He made some good tack, good contact throughout the night. And Ronald Acuna Jr. stole his 20th base of the season. He's only the third Brave in franchise history to ha have 20 or more steals through the first 50 games of a single season. The only other two to do it were Otis Nixon back in 1991 and a gentleman by the name of Hat Myers back in 1913. So that's how rare of an occurrence it's been for a Brave to be this dominant on the base pass. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is clearly, clearly determined to get a 40-40 season under his belt at some point this season. But the big thing that certainly stands out about this series is the fact that the Dodgers are just significantly better right now. They've done a significantly better job when it comes to offensive execution. They've hit five home runs compared to R1. They are 6 of 14 with runners in scoring position versus us being 2 for 15. And that's something that, you know, when you look at the numbers of runners in scoring position, you know, we talked about it last year at times. We've talked about it this year at times. The Braves are set up as an offense. That's reliant on the home run. They are looking to generate offensive, offensive success by hitting the ball for power. That's what works in today's game. So it's not a flawed approach for the Braves to be focused on producing power, to produce home runs. And overall, if the Braves are not producing home runs, it, it's not as if they are, are, are just you know, one of the worst teams in baseball with runners in scoring position. They actually are league average when it comes to production with runners in scoring position so far this year. And as a matter of fact, they have been one of the more unlucky teams with runners in scoring position so far this year. They have one of the five lowest averages when it comes to balls put in play with runners in scoring position, despite the fact that they have the highest hard hit percentage in runners in scoring position situations. So when it comes to it see, feeling like as if the Braves have had some bad luck when it comes to, you know, not only creating scoring opportunities, but especially converting them, that has been the case. They're not striking out a lot. Yes, they do put the ball on the ground, um, you know, more frequently than a lot of other teams. But what simply stands out in this series is that while the Braves have had a Bit of bad luck with runners in scoring position so far this season. They're about league average when it comes to production in those scenarios. The Dodgers are top five across many categories with runners in scoring position, and they have just emerged as the better team in those situations so far this series. But the other thing that definitely does not help Atlanta is that Atlanta has had its defensive struggles much more than many had anticipated so far this year. That is going to make it to where it's going to amplify. When you're playing a team that is very good with runners in scoring position and you yourself struggle defensively, it's going to make it more likely that that team is going to have some luck go their way since they're so good at making contact with runners in scoring position. So the Braves playing a better team 
when it comes to offensive production with runners in scoring position and the fact that the Braves have struggled defensively, I think those two factors are contributing to why it feels like the Dodgers have had a lot of luck in this series so far with runners in scoring position. Now, in time, you trust that those things will get better. You trust that those things will regress to the mean and that the talent of the Braves will eventually win out. But against a team like a Do the Dodgers, if the Braves are struggling defensively and they're not as good as the Dodgers in being able to do produce with runners in scoring position, it's going to be hard to beat the Dodgers if miscues are occurring. So an unfortunate night in Atlanta, the Braves just simply have not been playing the best of baseball through the first two games of this series. However, Tuesday night was just was not just a complete lost cause as the Braves got some good news from Gwinnett as Michael Soroka put together his second straight strong start for the Stripers. As the Braves and Dodgers went from Monday night into Tuesday and into the game on Tuesday night, a few notable developments um, occurred uh, in terms of the Braves. For one, Michael Harris II was held out of the lineup in favor of Sam Hilliard. The Braves basically wanting to give Michael Harris a day off, hopefully to clear his mind, probably put in some extra work when it came to his overall approach at the plate. He's only 1 for 26 over his past seven games, including being 0 for his last 22. So the Braves have to hope that the day off will be what is needed for Michael Harris II to really get going because he could be such a boost to this Braves lineup. There could be such a dynamic lineup turnover with him down with him in the 8th or ninth spot, Ronald Acuna Jr. in the first spot in front of the Braves' big bats. If the Braves could get Michael Harris II going, that could be a huge boost to the offensive consistency that the Braves have struggled with at times in May. Of course, the other storyline uh, was, was certainly an interesting one to watch. On Monday, uh, there, of course, was it was a bit of a scuffle between um, Dodgers catcher Will Smith and, and Braves outfielder Marcel Ozuna. Marcel, uh, or Ozuna hit Will Smith multiple times in the backswing, you know, as he was completing his swing um, at the plate. Now, this is something that has, you know, occurred for years with Marcel Ozuna. There's been plenty of times with several catchers where Ozuna's bat has made contact contact with them in his backswing. But Will Smith in recent weeks had suffered a concussion and come back from it. He wasn't too pleased with being hit by Ozuna's bat. Both players had comments on Monday and Tuesday, but thankfully there wasn't any more fallout on Tuesday night from the scuffle on Monday. So hopefully that'll be put the re put to rest as the series concludes on Wednesday. Now, as we discussed, Tuesday was not the best of days for the Braves at the major league level. But it was very encouraging for the Gwinnett Stripers and the Braves overall when it came to the performance of Michael Soroka. Last night, Soroka, six innings pitch, two hits, one run, three, three balls, eight strikeouts. So now Soroka has put together two very strong starts. This arguably is his best two-start stretch so far this year. And if Soroka likely could put together one more start then we really could start to see there being, at least in my opinion, he, he needs one more start. If he could put together a third straight strong start, then we really could start to see the conversation shifting towards allowing for him to get a look in the Atlanta rotation. Because that's what we certainly, this, this definitely is encouraging when it comes to the two open rotation spots 
in the Braves rotation. You know, obviously the Braves were hoping for better results with Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider against the Dodgers so far this series. Bryce Elder, who we'll talk about in just a moment, will take the mound later today. But with Jared Schuster continuing to improve with each time he's been out, including a phenomenal starting in Seattle over the weekend, and Michael Soroka starting to find some consistency at the AAA level, the Braves hopefully have found their two players that can fill out that rotation at least for the next month or so until we start to see Max Reed and Kyle Wright be able to return to action. So a really strong start from Michael Soroka, a really encouraging sign for him to put back-to-back -back strong starts together, and hopefully it will result in him getting another start, another strong start, and perhaps as we head towards the beginning of June, Michael Soroka can truly become a potential option for the Braves to use at the Major League level. And when he comes back, it's going to be absolutely wonderful with all that he's worked through to come back, you know, during the injuries that he's experienced. But for the Braves, the focus is obviously on Wednesday. And despite all the disappointment that's occurred over the past two games, there definitely can be some positivity from salvaging the series with a victory on Wednesday. But it's going to be extremely tough as the Dodgers will bring to the mound Tony Gonsolin, who has been among the best in baseball when it comes to preventing runs over the past few years. A 1.13 ERA so far for Gonsolin this year. So it's going to be another incredibly tough matchup for the Braves in terms of putting together consistent offense. But thankfully, Atlanta will have on the mound Bryce Elder, who will be making his 10th start of the season. And with him coming into his 10th start, right now Bryce Elder has a 2.06 ERA. If Bryce Elder were to have a strong performance tomorrow and what would be his 10th start of the season, he would be the first pitcher under the age of 25 since 2013 to produce an ERA under 2.5 and go undefeated in his first 10 starts of the season. So again, he could make a bit of history, and he'd be the first Atlanta pitcher to ever do that. If Bryce Elder can have a strong performance later on tonight, he'll do something that a pitcher his age has not done since 2013. That's how impressive Bryce Elder's start to the season has been, and every bit of it has been needed with the fact that the Braves have struggled so much when it comes to injuries in the starting rotation. So a great pitching matchup for Wednesday. Hopefully the Braves will be able to find some success early and get to Gonsolin to be able to give Elder some runs to work with against what will be a very strong Dodgers lineup, and hopefully we can get a win to be able to salvage this series a bit before we welcome the Phillies later in the week and over the weekend. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Make sure wherever you choose to listen, you subscribe because we're free on all podcast platforms. So we're going to be where you want to listen. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Daily Hammer.